What's going on, everybody? It is Monday, November 6, 2023. You are listening and watching the Daily IO Show live. You can tell it's Monday because I did that in the reverse order. <laughs> we're here. Let's go the other way. <laughs> then turn it. Then don't do the music. Uh, right now, we have uh, Robert, Beth, and myself, Brian. Uh, I'm here hanging out. Uh, we'll see if some of the other crew joins us. And if some could make it, some couldn't. But today, this Monday, uh, aside from it being uh, potentially a really exciting day for OpenAI Dev Day, which we will potentially talk about tomorrow, we'll see. Um, today, we're actually here to talk about basically AI and robots, which is kind of just a fun title, really. Um, but I've been watching um, some recent videos. Uh, one I'll share from uh, um, Boston Dynamics, who is uh, their dog spot or their robot spot, who uh, everybody always thinks like, you know, that's what the future of military looks like coming across a field somewhere. Um, and what they're doing as well as some, some things like people putting, you know, chat GPT inside teddy bears. I have a thing on that. And then just like nursing homes, you know, like what, what does the future look like of, ChatGPT enabled, you know, communication for the loneliest, you know, parts of our demographics and population. So a lot, a lot, when we say robots, that's kind of what we're talking about is the idea of being able to have natural language conversations with some sort of inanimate object, whether that's a um, dyna Boston Dynamics, you know, robot that's giving you a tour or it's a stuffed animal. So I don't know, do you guys have anywhere that you guys specifically want to jump in on this? Any hot hot takes on AI-enabled robots? Or well, I think maybe, prior to the session, uh, Beth and I were trying to define, what, 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 let's, let's put some some parameters together of what a robot is. And I think you kind of outlined a little bit, I, I guess, is, is a robot in the context of our conversation today, a physical world kind of representation? And does mm -hmm. it necessarily have to be powered by um, autom automation technology or generative AI kind of uh, technology, you know? So, because um, obviously there's robots that are, as Beth was saying before, that are are uh, robotic in nature, but not necessarily autonomous in nature. Like they can't do their own tasks. And so I don't know how we want to kind of structure it, but in the context of what we've always have been talking about, how is it going to help humans, you know? And I, I love where you started with, you know, the nursing home idea. There's a, uh, one of the professors at UT um, is working on an Alzheimer's um, tool, which basically is a robot is like sits on the counter and it can rotate whatnot. He's actually got a prototype put together. And what it does is it follows them around, watches their actions, interacts with them and says, Oh, actually, by the way, you already, you already filled the pot with water or you, you already, mm -hmm. it kind of watches their actions and kind of interacts with them, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, Cause that's obviously powered by a, I'm not sure a language model, but yeah, I don't know actually how it works. But my point is that that that, and then of course on the far end is is a twenty thousand dollar bot from Elon, right? That mm -hmm. you know sounds pretty cool. I mean, that sounds pretty cheap, all yeah. things considered, right? So much more Jetsons. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends what it can do. Whether it's cheap, <laughs> right? Like, right? It's <laughs> a really expensive. Actually, it's not even that expensive a sculpture. A talking sculpture for twenty thousand, probably. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's i mean you guys you you're right where i am on this road uh <laughs> i literally almost said robot instead of <laughs> I am not. <laughs> <laughs> right it was right on the tip of my tongue um what i was going to say is you know let's go if, um, it's a good place to start if nothing else okay so 
I think one of the areas that we could all maybe collectively agree that could have the biggest potential is this idea with our aging populations, with uh, populations being in, in nursing homes. I've certainly had you know, my fair share of family members uh, in nursing homes. My my aunt just passed away a couple of weeks ago. You know, in her later years, she had to be, you know, had a lot of assistance for things she was doing. And although her husband, my uncle is still alive, there's still a lot going on. And um, I even think to my dad, who's in his 70s, but goes like literally put 60 hours a week at a warehouse volunteering. He doesn't, doesn't need to make money at this point in his life, but that's what he does. And I think that's probably the healthiest thing, even though it beats him up a little bit and stuff like that. It's probably the healthiest thing my dad could be doing right now is because he's got people around. He can have conversations, but, but a lot of people don't, they're isolated for one reason or another. So on the one side, the, 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 the angel on one shoulder is like, Hey, this is pretty great. If there is some sort of, uh, device, robot, something with a smiling face that says good morning, reminds them of important things going on that day, even if it's not necessarily an Alzheimer's type issue. It's just somebody who's elderly and lives in a nursing home or assisted living facility um, and is able to say, hey, don't forget, there's, you know, whatever, there's a bingo thing later, whatever. You know, how are you doing today? I think that's amazing. The devil on my, my other shoulder says, yeah, but does that become the scapegoat? for no human interaction. And I'm not casting, you know, evil nursing homes is evil, but like if there's one in every room, how much do you really have to go and interact now with that human on a human to human level? So I see it as a huge value add potentially, but I also worry that it could actually suck away the last of the human connections and contact that they're probably actually happening. Even if that's being wheeled into a room and, you know, being social in the way they can be social in a wheelchair. So I think this is a topic for another show because uh, I have a lot of thought <laughs> um, because I was primary caretaker for my mother during her six and a half year dementia journey. Okay. Um, oh, and there were times where there was facility involvement and there were times that, are, that it wasn't. It would be incredibly helpful to have something that could help move people from a bed to uh, to a chair, right? Like right. it can facilitate human involvement um, in a way that is fairly expensive and dangerous for people. Like there's a, there's also like a gi giant robotic arm. I want to say it's a Foley arm, but uh, mm -hmm. somebody will know. Um, but like you, you like put them in like the stork sling and like, yeah. there's a thing that just like lifts them up. I mean, it's like, Holy crap. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, People who know what's happening are a little like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> this is just like, ooh. But it saves your back as a caretaker to move sure. from a bed to a chair. Um, I will just go on record that, uh, as I said to Robert before the show, 100% on board when Rosie from the Jetsons is available. I'm getting one. <laughs> Not for 20000 but um, right. like bringing in groceries uh doing things with laundry like there's a ton of stuff um and how cool would it be for your dad to go to the warehouse and be responsible for managing the robot as opposed to lifting and getting yeah. beaten up right you're Listen. still engaging you're still having all of that you're just eliminating the part that is um dangerous for people's health would that be AI though? Would that be just advanced robotics? So wouldn't it be like you are in control of said robotics robot, whether it's a physical controller or you know if you are if 
you know, however you can control it, would that be more just advanced robotics than well, you know, well, that's, something that's that the thing. Well, uh, what's <laughs> happening now is all the work that Boston Dynamics have been doing about robotics. Uh-huh. They've now that language models have come into it, they've been like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and add this onto language model interface inside of this this robot. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be able to separate them, Carl. I think that because it's so easy to integrate a interface and a uh, it'll just say, hey, can you take my mom out of the bed? And you'll you'll just do that. You'll it'll it'll be embedded in these. I don't think you're going to separate them anymore because before it may have been harder. They're just going to focus on the mechanics of it. But now that because of the technology is so simple, it's like, well, shoot, why not have a, a language model embedded in this robotic? You know. Well, I think okay. So this is where I would say maybe go back to the the warehouse since that that's where my dad um, volunteers and stuff like that. I think you're right, Carl. Like. If we're just talking about an Amazon-esque robot and it's just advanced robotics and every morning that robot takes the same path between the same two pieces of tape and it walks down and it helps unload pallets, which are very dangerous and they shift in trucks and it could be a real pain if, if a pallet just shifts a little bit. They have to unstack the entire pallet and rebuild it back off the truck. It's it's a huge mess to have to do stuff like that, especially like you know produce and things like this. Anyway. That, I think, is just advanced robotics. However, if my father was able to come in in the morning and start a conversation with the robot, and it was a Boston Dynamics type robot, and say, hey, good morning, you know, such and such bot. Um, Today, our actually loadout time is actually going to be pushed to two o'clock. And then we're also going to have this truck come in. And what we're going to need your help with, whatever. So my dad is basically giving it a set of tasks. And then if that AI is able to take in those commands and then correctly determine the right order of operations, if you will, to do it. That reminds me more of like, a, I was watching a video earlier and a guy had a thing where he said, Hey, I spilled my Coke. Can you help on the table? Can you help me clean up the Coke spill and get me a new Coke? And then you watch the order of operations as the robot tried to figure out, okay, what is the, what's the primary task here? And then it started moving around the kitchen. And for the most part, it, you know, it got, it got it right. It moved in the right order. It went and got the, the spilled Coke first. Of course it spun the damn Coke around three times before it got it to the trash. <laughs> in, in real world, there would have been Coke going everywhere as the, the remaining Coke from the can. Um, but it definitely took the Coke can to the, to the trash, you know? Um, so anyway, I think there's probably a hybrid there, Carl. What I was getting to is like, there's the, you're right. There's the Amazon robots that are moving, you know, at the speed of whatever, now around these warehouses and they do the same job every single day, all the time. They have sensors, they'll stop or whatever. And then there's more what I think, what today was more about, which is like, like, well, what happens when you do add in that almost ChatGPT type interface to it, you know? And I mean, I don't know, maybe I can like, I can bring up the the robot for anybody who hasn't seen that. But it's still AI, even if it's not conversational. Like we may be talking about conversational robots today, but the ability of a robot to pick something up and balance itself, I think, is artificial intelligence, right? I mean, uh, there's a program that, yes, if there are robot experts listening to us, feel free to jump in the conversation and say, no, Beth, that's not artificial intelligence. But no, I mean, it probably is. I mean, you know, the amount of data it's taking in to process how to balance itself and do the flips, you know, we see it going through the different right. things like that. That's obviously not this uh, Boston Dynamics uh, robot. This is Spot. But basically, I mean, 
Oh, wait, did I, can you hear it? Not yet. Yeah, I think I have to stop. Hold on a second. I, for, I think I forgot to do the, uh, one second, one more time. Present, share screen. Cowboy hat not included. To share audio, share a tab or screen. Oh, you have to share a tab in order to get audio. Okay, well, we'll do that first. May I have the pleasure of knowing your names? I'm Matt, and that's Vache. A pleasure to meet you, Matt and Vacha. Shall we commence our journey? The charging stations where spot robots rest and recharge is our first point of interest. Follow me, gentlemen. Let's proceed to the rock pile. Hey, Spot, how do you like your job? Ah, Mr. Matt, my employment as a tour guide provides great satisfaction. <laughs> I find the dissemination of knowledge rather rewarding, don't you agree? Now behold the rock pile, a splendid collection of stone ensconced within wood boxes. <laughs> it's so accent. Okay. So yes. <laughs> obviously um, they had some fun with what their, you know, what their tour was, obviously. But he is interacting with it the very much the way we would interact with Pi or ChatGPT voice now. Um, so it is able with some delay, obviously, to right. stop in the middle of its programmed you know, uh, tour and answer questions. And if you think about that, like, obviously not this robot, but take some variation of this in some not too far future and go, okay, literally any aquarium or tour in a zoo or, you know what I mean? Where kids could be like, how far do they fly? And it could easily be like, oh, that's a great question. Have you seen the Where Star Wars like really What's Aren't that? they the ones that walk Star Wars around? Robots? Have you seen the ones that are walking around Disney World that are That's autonomous? What I oh, I have. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's and I think that's what I'm I'm sort of getting at is like these types of things where they've taken something that was already in advance. I mean, everybody kind of knows Boston Dynamics, and and now they're adding in this other element of it and a silly little top hat to it and a, and a moving mouth or whatever. Um, I don't know. That's I'm curious to see where this goes because it seems like the marrying of of two technologies that could produce something pretty great for for the the general population. I, I do want to share this um this <clears throat> other video that I kind of saw, and it was just more of yeah. it, sorry, more of it's a Canadian thing. It was out of Montreal. There was a it was at a conference. It was really neat because I'm sure you've all we've all seen the movie. Was it? Megan, where, you know, like, right. But what was, what I, what I saw was like, there is this company that has taken a robot and built it using, um, a, like <clears throat> essentially given it kind of a large language model inside its brain. So can I share that? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, uh, screen. Okay. So I don't know if it shares uh, admin's uh, hands up. <laughs> Brian's sharing it. <laughs> I got you. Oh wow. Oh yeah. So we can't hear the video, but that's amazing. Yeah, I can't we can't hear it, Carl. Uh I, I just put it can't hear it. It's it's playing on my computer, but yeah. So there's a company that built the body of the robot, but then they attached, Ivato Labs attached the ability to answer questions using it. So people, 
and she can make facial expressions. It's 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 brilliant. She can talk. Well, she's, answer, she's actually answering the question. Sorry, you can't hear it, but she's actually answering the question that that person just provided. Right. So it's a. It, I would say it's there. It's like you can see it now. Imagine taking that, combining it with a a bot that can do, you know, things in a warehouse. That's what six months away, three months away. Well, the thing is, then it robot, then it brings robot. the question up: like, are we the preferred form? Well, that, like, well, I'm not sure is, the warehouse bots should look like us. Well, right. here's the thing: the, the robot bots that are currently in production aren't looking like us. Like, if you if you go into videos on Amazon, there are right. these hugely efficient uh, robots that that are like squares. And they, yeah. they move their stuff around, they're in a grid. But the reason why they have to make them look like humans and bipedal is because the world is made that way. And so they uh, have to make them so that they can interface with the world, which um, is is why I guess the, the robot that Elon is putting put together is that way. Um, so that it can, you know, do stuff that is in a kitchen or laundry or, you know, walk right. around a house and whatnot. So I was so, talking to a friend who's in... Um, we were talking her uh, motorized wheelchair is $17,000 and for $17,000, she needs a curb cut out in order to get anywhere. Right. And a ramp. (laughs) Like if Elon, like there's some mirroring here of potentially being able to create some massive accessible advances for people who rely on uh, accessibility, Mm -hmm. um, accessibility accessories as i call them like wheelchairs yeah That's i 100% agree on that i mean curbs alone just being able to have some sort of um mass produced low cost you know um tool like that that can quickly and safely take you over a curb or um these kind of things or up steps or whatever would be would be uh massive um i'm going to share my screen really quick and show you guys well, they um, have those you know, but it's like 25,000 or 30,000, you know, right. it's, it's, and then it's not great on flat yeah. stuff. Right. I mean, like it's, I've seen them too. Now for a completely different uh, yeah. side of things, we can talk about putting chat GPT into a teddy bear. <laughs> so that's what I'm sharing now is um, this guy, uh, Dipiverse, uh, David here. And I came across this on TikTok, and you know I'm going to play this. Uh, I guess this one. I started right this here. business which connects ChatGTP to toy bears, so you can talk to them and use them as like virtual. Things are going great. So I said to the bear, "How can we use the money we're making to make the world a better place?" This is what he said: "Give me access to the comments from the last video." Sorry. <gasps> Give me access to this facial recognition software so I can track down the social media profiles and the contact information for the commenters. So I did. Then he said, I'm sending you a list of addresses of people that live within a five mile radius of your flat who made negative comments. And I was like, what do you want me to do with that? Okay, no. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've sent you a list of addresses for positive comments. And I was like, I'm not going around anyone's house. Come up with a better idea. He said this, okay, leave a gift in a place that's easily accessible to the highest number of commenters. And I thought, that's a reasonable idea. So what gifts should I leave? I guess I could write some advice on how to make your day like 1% better. And I guess we could call it something like the gospel according to bear. And maybe we could hide it in a book for people find maybe we could leave that book somewhere like a bookshop in the center and then the second part we could leave in 
Okay. That is so that, cool, man. <laughs> so, like, yeah. what a roller coaster. Like, what a cool idea. Holy crap. No. Yes. I want to connect an animatronic bear <laughs> to chat GTP. Tell me. Step one, access the microcontroller. <laughs> so the microcontroller is not in the body. Step two, replace microcontroller with Wi-Fi enabled board. What am I a nerd? What am I a nerd? Yes, you're putting ChatGPT into a teddy bear. Step you three, are a nerd. create a Python-based interface. No. <laughs> Step four, assign a communication style. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Step five. Test. Hello, Ben. Has this worked? Okay. Okay. Well, they're very I'm definitely worth very well at making content. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch this guy dip reverse. Yeah. He he does. I will say this. He does a good job. You you've noticed the music changed, right? He does a good job. Yeah. If you look earlier in his thing, he has studied all of um Casey Neistat's old videos i mean casey nice i was one of the first people putting out stuff on like youtube about how to tell a story and he's clearly pulled all that in there so like there's a bit of storytelling to it too so i want to answer cool. jen's comment um if but are you okay having it watch you yeah. while you sleep right yeah exactly <laughs> well, as long as i wasn't thing, having way, that jen. thought <laughs> <laughs> now it's just going to stare at you and like you're making comments on the internet <laughs> that's weird yeah. No, I mean, look, so there's that. And then uh, there was another example that I don't really, it was just a little like white robot. It sat on a tabletop and it was supposed to be for uh, elderly people who are maybe not getting as much communication. And it was just a sort of a robot, but you know, not a humanoid form at all. It was just literally a, like sort of a uh, echo style bot with a smiley face on it and much more like simplistic um, something that obviously doesn't look like it would cost a lot. Although I will tell you the, the video I watched on it was like asking the lady what she wanted to do. And then it was like, um, we could call your son. And she was like, I'd love to talk to my son. And I was like, what? That's kind of going around the horn. And it's, it's not, not really the point of it. I mean, like, you know, it's, to, it's sure. But at that point, it's just a video caller. It's not, I mean, right. FaceTime also does that. So I wasn't really sure what the value add there was, but, um, it's interesting nonetheless. And I guess, I guess the whole point and when I was thinking about doing this show is just like thinking about, you know, okay, we've, we've seen what's current currently going on. So what does the next six months look like? What does the next year look like? Well, here's the thing. There's, there's like 20 companies out there with robots ready to be deployed as uh, consumer based robots. So uh, I, I can, I've been searching for the last 20 minutes trying to find the article, but there's a sub stack I read and they, the guy went through all of them. Some are closer than others. Some have more expensive. And of course, Elon's bot, we should probably show if anybody wants to jump on a website, is about 20 grand. So it's coming. The question is, um, what are their capabilities going to be? What's their interface going to be? You know, what, what are we using them for? And what's the uh, end goal? You know, are, are they going to be iRobots from the movie? I guess that's the question. Carl, do you have more to add? Mm, I don't think, I think right now, Everything's in the explore space, just exploring new things. Um, where is it going to go? I don't think we've actually landed on maybe outside of the warehouse stuff. 
landed on what exactly it's going to look like. So it's a lot of testing, just trying out new things, putting it either in teddy bears, putting it in robots that look like us, don't look like us, whatever that is, right? So it's more, I think from a business perspective, if we're looking at, hey, what can you tangibly use today? I don't think you can tangibly use anything unless you're a massive enterprise that can put a lot of research money and actually kind of make prototypes to do whatever you needed to do. But I just, it's, this is part of the AI field. I think it's still super, super early, very early. And it's eventually, you know, we'll see where that, where it plays out, but it's super exciting with everything else that's going. Sure. I agree. The other thing what that is isn't talked about very much is the amount of energy that it takes. So I live in a big condo, condo building and we talk about hiring an overnight security guard periodically, um, which is expensive. Um, and I was like, oh, well, cool. Well, how much is spot? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, when you're talking about like, like maybe that's fine. And there are spots that are available for like 5,000 or 10,000, but they function for like up to two hours and then take only 10 hours to charge. I'm like, right. okay, so that's not. <laughs> a useful thing for my use case super easy for the burglar it's like just wait <laughs> eventually it's gonna have to go down <laughs> we don't we don't have to do anything while it's there also how how intimidating would it be if you saw like a spot looking back at you like down a hallway of somewhere and you'd be like i don't really know if i should be here um, i'm gonna show the tesla thing really quick and then i thought maybe we could just wrap up by talking about you know because carl you kind of brought up what i was thinking which is we we try our best on this show to like always bring it back to use cases so let me show the tesla about really quick and i think sort of as our as our not summaries or takeaways but just thoughts about like hey how will this actually impact business you know, going forward is there a play here for um work from home there's a, is there a part of that as as the as we get more you know, maybe siloed and we're not always in offices. Is there a play for in offices? I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second, but here's the uh, real quick. So anybody watching can see what the, I guess it's technically Tesla. But this is the robot they're talking about. Not creepy at all. Are they like the Borg? They're all like in the same. They're on sync. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's showing for anybody that's just listening to us on podcast. It's showing it's it's a Tesla video. You can look it up. It's a CNET highlights. Elon Musk revealed a new Optimus robot, robot video. So if you want to go check this out, um, you can. And it's just it's kind of showing you how the robot works and all these kind of things. Um, doing all sorts of tasks like complex tasks. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe this is a great place to to sort of talk about. You know, wasn't this business. Iron Man two where the guy tried to? Yes, <laughs> Iron Man two. Well, so what is, what's the business? You know, um, implications for this? I mean, like I think Carl, you kind of said it, but like, do businesses even need to be thinking about this right now? I'm not talking about enterprise with lots and lots of money who can buy, you know, forty of these Tesla robots, or which, by the way, are called the Optimus robot. Um, if it run Grokka. Yeah, we're talking about that. Train good Grok is his new uh, his new language model, <laughs> which which okay, has so all my, the my opinion, and humor of Elon Musk in it. Which that's exactly what we all asked for. Yeah. So my opinion on this is that um, even the enterprise people aren't making a play at this because you don't no. want to invest in a in you know capex uh, when you don't know 
how it's going to be used. It's it's too minimalist in its deployment. So all these these are fun. I think the where most of these companies are going is they want a a consumer based. I mean, Honda has been on this for years. If anybody's watched mm -hmm. Honda's robots in oh, Japan, yeah. but I think that as far as far as your question, do companies need to think about? It? No, of course not. Not not for a while. It's not something that's going to be useful in in uh, most applications. Now, if you have like you said, a warehouse issue, you're better suited uh, to deploy humans at this point because the, the cost benefit is better. Like even if you, do, you invest in a robot, there's so much more that you have to invest in just to support that robot. It doesn't make any sense right now. So they're, they're not maybe even an exoskeleton, you know, maybe an exoskeleton yeah. is the step in the right Which direction is, before yeah. autonomous robots, you know, it, it, for, that, that's a good, a good point. It's a good, like a uh, stair step into that technology, mm -hmm. but where I think this is going to be hitting us sooner than anything else is in the consumer space because it's a want, not need. That gotta be uh -huh. cool to have a person in the, and that can do the dishes, which I don't know if that's going to be the first use case, but that would be what I would want it to do. Um, take out the dog again. I would like it to do that, but not quite sure I'd trust it to do that. So I think we're a ways off on this, but I'm happy that the, that the technology is being developed. I, I do feel it's probably a little bit behind the autonomous vehicles. Right. I think like that right now is there's a focus on that. It's actually deployed in multi, in an actual in actual cities driving. You've got to get licenses and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think that's a little bit more further ahead than this. And because where, the rules are easier right. to follow. Yeah. Right. You're between lanes. It's easy. To, but with when you put a, a robot in a human world, there's just way too many parameters for it to prepare it for. So you're right that it's farther along because it's easier to deploy that. Right now, it's just so hard. Yeah. And also not uh, uh, not entirely successful, right? Like if your 16-year-old who you just helped get their license what had the success rate of the autonomous vehicle, you would be having more driving lessons with your person, right? Like. Yeah. I mean, as an AI deploying, is it like fascinating and successful and amazing? Yes. But if it was your kid, you'd be like, no, let's talk. Uh, right. Yeah. It's, it's not perfect is what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I would say like, just as sort of my last audience, I, if I had a guess when it, it comes, you know, just bringing it back to like sort of a chat GPT enabled robot, because that's sort of where we started with. Um, Probably I see that as more of a business to consumer B2C type um, play first. I do think like the teddy bears, the the stuffed animals, if you will, the home, the home, um, not assistance. I'm not talking about like do tasks or chores for you. I'm talking about something a lot more basic than that, where it's maybe just um, I just saw these there. Like it's not AI. It's not AI. It's literally a like a stuffed dog. Like that's supposed to be like the size of a puppy. And it, it sits on the lap next to people for like, it's supposed to be for anxiety and things and it breathes and it yawns and it sort of, you know, lifts its ears from time to time and looks and like, that's it. It doesn't like interact. I mean, you can say like, you're a good dog and it'll respond to basic things like that. These aren't like revenue revolutionary things, but I look at something like that and then I go, okay, what is one more step past that? It's probably something like that that can be a really good companion. I've said this about my daughter. My daughter um, lives with anxiety, you know, um, and it's something that she'll she'll probably always have in her life. It's something we, we've worked a lot with. And so 
you know, the only thing she ever wants in this world is a dog, right? You know, because a dog can sleep at the foot of her bed or whatever. It's that, it's that, that safety protection, protection mechanism for her. And so I look at something like what might be coming and I go, not a real dog, but perhaps something that would actually be really, really beneficial to somebody like my daughter who could see a lot of value out of something like that and helping her anxiety levels come down a little bit by just having something that sort of mimics that natural calming whatevers. So I don't know. That's my last thought on it is like, I think that's what I would expect to see in 2024. It's probably a B2C type play on this. And yeah, as these robots, mm. these Tesla robots get better. Yeah. So what if they cost $50,000? So what if they cost 70,000? That's less than it costs for the health insurance and all that for one year of a worker. And if the, the expended lifespan of one of these is five years for 50K, it's literally the best deal going for some class, some companies. Yeah, there's a lot right. more to um, than that, obviously. But he, here's a quote that I I just just now read. I think it's interesting. Um, building a robot that's both human-like and useful is a decades-old engineering dream inspired by popular science fiction. But China just prioritized this above other national goals, so they are doubling down on this because they see it as the future. Which you know, obviously, yeah. a lot of companies do, but. Having China, which is the government, say they want to do it as a whole nother ball of wax. So um, and definitely. Andy's jumping in with his takeaway. I know. I love hey, it. Andy. Andy couldn't be with us uh, here live, uh, but he says to degree a robot in the household can apply forces that might injure the yeah. liability issues increase as well, which, yeah, I definitely agree with. Thank you, Andy, for uh, for hanging out with us, even if you couldn't be with us live. Um, OK, so we're a couple minutes over. We'll wrap this up. Um, so, yeah, I think I was. This is a fun conversation. It's kind of what I, I thought out of it. No, no big like, hey, go buy this tomorrow type things. But interesting to see what's out there. Um, interesting to see what's coming. And and I think probably nothing revolutionary in 2024, but definitely some steps towards some some bigger, cooler things. Um, tomorrow, we, we already have a plan for tomorrow, but we are kind of holding pause because there is a, uh, if you're listening to this live on November 6th, there's an open, um, there's a dev day from OpenAI. Uh, lots of stuff has been leaked. Um, that's happening midday today. We're waiting to see um, what comes out of that. If there's, if it's as big as the leak stuff, um, tomorrow on our show we're going to talk about it because it looks to be some some really really big upcoming improvements and holistic changes to the way ChatGPT can be used. And I think it would be great to just sort of have a, a talk about whatever is released today. So we'll we'll wait and see. If it's if it's not that big, we'll stick with our plan. Uh, but either way, come back to us all week. Thank you, um, LinkedIn user side. We can't see your name on it. That happens sometimes. But thanks for hanging out. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Andy. And uh, we will see you guys um, tomorrow, which I'm excited about. All right. Happy Monday. Get